The views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not those of GUI Network, their sponsors, or any of the properties mentioned. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity. Well, it's a podcast. You won't see the nudity. I just do it to make the guest uncomfortable. In a world gone mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels, only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. Uh, Geeks, thank you so much for listening to this pilot episode of a new podcast idea we have for the Geeks Under the Influence Network. This is Smack My Pitch Up, a podcast where we just kind of shoot the shit and talk about ideas for reboots, reimaginings, remakes, sequels, adaptations, and the like, and just kind of come up with our ideas for who we have cast in the roles and ideas for the storyline for whatever kind of madness we're coming up with. And for the inaugural pilot episode of smack my pitch up i've got lowdown brown macgyver with me what's up guys of course i had to get you on for the first one uh we did a version of this on geeks under the influence a lot we did where we talked about ideas for sequels or adaptations what we would do who we'd cast so it kind of makes sense that it would kind of spin off into its own podcast on the network yeah i mean we we did have a section when we were especially when we're going over certain series or certain movies we would you know okay you know, let's reimagine this now with certain actors or, you know, if it were to come back, you know, who would we want to direct it, yada, yada. And like, it, it, it does make sense that it, it evolved into its own thing because there's so much content there that it, it kind of needs to be its own thing. It needs its own space. It, it does, really. Yeah, we tried to cram it into an episode that was already full of everything else. Everything else, including <laughs> like drinking reviews and like weird, like uh, yeah, yeah. weird script readings and yeah so <laughs> so this is a way to kind of give this part of GUI that we really enjoyed doing its own little uh space to to grow on its own and the first thing that we're going to talk about is something that I th- we've talked about before what we would want to see from a reboot or remake of Quantum Leap fucking A and I want to give some credit now uh Carlton I think was the first one to bring this up on an I, episode. I think you're right, actually. And then I was like, Ugh! like blew my mind. I hadn't thought about that yet. Yes, fucking Quantum Leap, because I actually just rewatched the series on Netflix not too long ago. Nice. Is that still <laughs> on Netflix? I don't think so. Ah, it's a bummer. It was last summer. I don't know if it is going into this this summer. That's something I should have probably checked out before we started recording this. But uh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll figure that out. But uh, I am Mike the Hobbit. I am the founder of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, uh, host of Geeks Under the Influence, quite contrary, uh, this maybe, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Speaking of, if you like this podcast, if you enjoyed this pilot, let us know on social media. We're going to be asking people how they felt about this uh, idea for a show, and if if you're interested in getting more episodes of it, because ultimately, it's our fucking network, we can do what we want, what we want with it, but ultimately we want stuff that you guys are going to enjoy as well, so if, if you like this, then yeah, we'll make some more episodes, why not? Yeah, seriously, let let us know, <laughs> like please, because we, I, we, we generally always have fun with anything we create, um, but he's right, it does come down to if you're enjoying it, because just because we're enjoying it doesn't mean, doesn't mean you are, sure. you know, and... And that's not to say we won't do stuff that you guys won't enjoy, I mean, we probably yeah, we, will We do probably will, but yeah. I'm just saying yeah. it is nice to get feedback on 
as well. Yeah. Like, I do like critiques. <laughs> yeah. And this is also very crowd participatory as well. If you have ideas for things that you want to see a reboot of or a sequel of that you want us to talk about, let us know. Hit us up on uh, the GY Podcast Network page on Facebook or all any of our social media. The links are at GYPodcast.com. I've got some ideas for mashups that I pulled from asking about what other stuff we'd like to see mashed up with Quantum Leap that we'll get into later. We're going to have a mashup segment of, of this as well. But let's let's get into the nitty gritty. Uh, Quantum Leap, really uh, low down. What made Quantum Leap stand apart for you? It made it something that you absolutely loved that it's even worth your time to think about what it would be like to reboot. Well, it, it goes back to um, all right when I when I was younger, my mother that was that was one. This is one of her one of her shows, right? She loved it. I mean, she watched it from the beginning. She's she's actually a really big sci fi person. Um, you know, she saw Star Wars in theaters when she was a teenager. Like she showed me five times that summer. And back then, that was a big deal seeing a movie more than once in, in sure, theaters. Sure. Um. So, girl, I grew up. You know, and I and it was family friendly enough that, of course, I could watch. Um. And I remember as a kid, just the idea of being able to leap from period to period, person to person, and to be able to help that person for whatever huge uh, problem they were going through in their life um, really struck me at a young age that like, that'd be awesome to be able to do that. And then as I got, as I got older and rewatching it and then I was I, I actually just rewatching it last year, like I said, um, I don't know, just it, it all still was there. Like I didn't, none of it lost it for me, you know, and it wasn't nostalgia because there's things that I've seen when I was a kid that I've rewatched. I'm like, no, it's, it's okay. I'm done. It's I'm done with that. You know? Yep. Um, I still felt the same way watching the show. I enjoyed Scott Bakula. Um, I forget the guy who played Al. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, that banter, um, cause he's a straight smart ass, always smoking a stogie fucking, you know, mm-hmm. and Scott Bakula always going, Oh boy. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I fucking love that shit, man. It's like, just wonderful cheese. It is. It's so cheesy, but it's so heartfelt at certain times like that. You're just like, okay, this is this is the heart of the show. Everything else is kind of what makes it just fun, you mm-hmm. know. But there was some really depth. There was a lot of depth to some of the stuff and the trial and tribulations that the people he was entering into were going through that life lessons, so to say, too. Well, it had that nice balance of being cheesy and goofy, but it had moments that it was really heartfelt moments, you know, that, that it, it really talked about some of the, you know, just the human experience. In yep. a lot of these episodes, but uh, for those that are maybe a uh, little on the younger side, don't have a lot of experience with uh, Quantum Leap, the basic premise is uh, scientist Sam Beckett finds himself trapped in time, leaping into the body of a different person every week, <laughs> every week <laughs> in a different time period each week. So it, it, if I remember correctly, it was he could only time jump in the period of time that he had been alive. Was that the... Yes, he was had to be still alive, and he could not. He would not leap until his mission was done with said time period and person in that life. Until he corrected the wrong, that was a big thing. You had to either correct the wrong or fix whatever issue was going on. Which who programmed that? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> like who? It was like you know, I don't. I don't want it to be user friendly. Where if they're in a really dangerous situation, they can just leap. Um, no, no, no. I'm going to make it where like they will die. Yeah. Or get this thing fixed. I mean, he got in situations like that, too, where it's like, oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, you have a gun in your face. Like, can I leap now, please? Please. I think the first episode he leaped into like a, a test pilot and he had to go like Mach 2 or something before he could leap. Or that was the pilot. Yes. Yeah. That was the pilot episode. He was, became a test pilot. I was like, yeah. I don't know how to fly. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, and, and and the programmer was just like, ha, 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 ha. You know, like, Seriously. Um, well, the big, the big plus to it was, you know, yes, he jumped into it on his, you know, uh, it was... It was a science experiment gone wrong, 
essentially. And um, I mean, that, that wasn't the way it was supposed to go. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily for him, uh, you know, he jumped in not knowing what was going on, what was happening, freaking out. He did have help. And old Al and Ziggy, if it wasn't for Ziggy, yep. telling him where to go and where to be and who he should be meeting, like, he would have been fucked. <laughs> now, let's uh, talking about a like a reboot of Quantum Leap. There are certain things that I think would change only because of just the time and place that we are now. And it would just flow a little bit better than, for example, the experiment gone wrong that got him time jumping. Um, there isn't really much explanation why they were time to try time to trying to uh, time travel in the first place. It was because uh, I yep. think was the answer. Pretty much. So I would like to see a little bit more meat there and maybe even have a little bit more time and experience in, the, in their present, you know, where you have oh, an yeah. idea of like what is happening in the future and maybe push out a little bit further so that uh, there's quote unquote future episodes you could do that is still in the past for for Sam, mm -hmm. but it's in the future for the viewers you yeah. know, on, on the reboot. Um, but as far as the cuz, just cuz, I the thought that I have for the reboot is I would much rather have it be kind of the old trope of humanity is, is threatened and they need to change something in the past in order to uh, ensure humanity's future. And you could do something like a dictator that is, you know, taking over and is like, you know, enslaving people and it's awful. And he's going back to basically stop the, uh, stop the dictator with the initial plan of killing him. But then one thing that I thought would be really cool is that if he meets the dictator when the dictator's young and just like a soldier or something, and they, the first episode is them going on an adventure where the, the bad guy is actually helping him and he doesn't find out till the end mm -hmm. that it's the bad guy and decides to more work on trying to change his path than kill him. Um, and then the whole uh, warping to or, or leaping to the next uh, next episode, I guess. Yeah, would be less about just some random weird programmer being like, Haha, "I'm playing God," you know, and more about them trying to stop the flow of fascism in the future. And so it's it's almost like, well, did that work? And he can't go home until he actually changes things, and it, and the future gets worse and gets a little better, and you know, throughout the entire series, I think that would add a little bit more of an element to it. Um, so uh, I'm I'm just gonna throw this out here. Okay, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but you want a quantum leap mashup with Legends of Tomorrow, or Looper, or Looper? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, no, Looper they would they were just murdering people, <laughs> like you were just shooting people. The thing, I, like, I've thought about this is that any kind of time travel trope on why people are going back in time. Uh, no, I'm not is, saying it's not a bad reason. It, it's it's been used, and so the way that you get around that is really easy that first episode he runs into somebody and he explains that he's a time traveler from the future and like does a super basic version where it just sounds like, well, dude, isn't that the, the, the plot for Terminator or isn't that the plot for Looper or you, you name, name it by name um, that it's, it's very similar. And then you can kind of joke in the episode that like, okay, well don't believe me then, you know, and then, just <laughs> yeah. move, and then you move on, you address it and then people can laugh it off and then just move on with actually enjoying the show. So, I only said Legends of Tomorrow because I mean it's gotten now in the in the series to where they are going back to fix rips in time, like things in time that need to be fixed, um, so on and so forth. So, um, I could see going back in time to fix the wrongs that have happened, um, 
But then if you're going that route too, how, how would viewers look like, well, okay, well, if you start fixing things and humanity never learns from the mistakes, who's going to make a mistake eventually in the future? Yeah. That is going to still create, because humanity's flawed, so. Well, and there's also, <laughs> the real thought that I had behind a dictator character or a, a, a powerful figure that needs to be stopped is that the one thing that was kind of missing from Quantum Leap in the original series was there was no villain. Like, there there were bad guys in, the, like in each episode that he fought against, but there was no overlying real storyline beside him, besides him just wanting to get back. And that kind of episodic television doesn't really play that well anymore. You need some kind of overarching story to pull it all together. You have the individual episodes mm-hmm. where it's no connection to, but there's this thing that kind of connects all the pieces together mm. at the end of the day. And I mean, you're, you're, you are actually correct. Like, yeah, the way that was done back then, it was done week to week and no, it, it didn't start, start getting dramatic until the last season. Mm-hmm. when he actually was you know and he never went home you know what i mean he never yeah. made it home yeah but it started getting a lot more dramatic especially the last half of, the, of that like, i don't know if you watched that, yeah 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 um on, on television as it aired my mom was like oh my god you know like so yeah. i was we were like bated breath what's gonna happen he's gonna make it home you know but um now with, with but having the overlying arc again with today's add for television which essentially it's you know they need and, and it's not a negative thing. They just need content to keep the interest going. You couldn't have an over, overlying story arc for the entire series. It would still have to be a season to season in that mindset. You could, you'd have to ha- be able to wrap it up in a season and then start a new arc the next season if you're going that route. You know what I mean? Like there couldn't be yeah. this underlying arc for the entire series. Yeah, because that's it, how the last one was, him getting home. That was the arc for the whole series, and him getting home. Yeah, if, if you go with just the dictator, then um, then – if it goes four seasons, it's like, are you really just that bad at this job that you <laughs> yeah, can't exactly? <laughs> but of course, with any kind of time change, it might be that something else bad happens and there's a new bad guy or a new a new exactly. threat that can be you know that it's constantly fixing one thing and then something else bad takes its place. Uh, that would definitely work. Yeah, or the just because you fix something bad that happened in the past, there's a butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. So you go even though it's still the past, but you go twenty years further. And there was a butterfly effect from that that created something new, like you said. And now you're jumping, you're not, you're, you're like jumping around in back, you know, a little further towards your time because because of that action, something changed like 40, 50 years down the road. And now you got to go fix that. And that's a new thing you have no idea about. Well, that's, it would go into that kind of back to the future two thing where Biff is like in charge of everything. Yeah, it would yeah. be like that version where you could revisit characters that you had from a previous season and the entire environment in that time period is different and and because of you know the butterfly effect that would be super cool yeah that's like we're spinning gold here people yeah absolutely because that gives you free range to create different worlds in the same world totally different in the same world and also just revisiting that you know because the time changed there would be yeah he might be the same person that he was previously or a different character and he could see you could have oh 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 i th- just got erect um <laughs> you get an episode where it's him as a different person playing off him from a previous time embodying oh. so the first the first him doesn't know that he is also this other person like in the same time frame oh my god that's like i think that would actually fuck someone's brain up yeah me. that would hurt i'm just saying that hurt. would hurt like yeah. I'm, I'm talking about if to be able to write that and have it work in the show, the 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 way they'd have to write the characters in the show, their brains would get hurt yes. because they're like, I don't know how to do it. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> well, the, the thing with tra- time travel shows and movies is the ones that kind of make it as simple as possible are the ones that tend to be most successful. 
like there's this line in Looper that I loved where it's like, don't don't start getting into time travel, kid. It'll just hurt your brain where it, they, it doesn't try to over explain how it works, because honestly, there's holes all throughout the whole time travel theory thing. And if you really try to explain and explain and explain and try to make it as perfect as possible, it's just going to be overly complicated and you're going to lose interest with the viewer. So, uh, exactly. Like yeah. my, the way I want to try to explain time travel is like, kid, you need to find a wormhole and you're done. Like, yeah. Really, just find a fucking wormhole. Yeah. There you go. Like, all right, moving on. No, but um, I think that's really good modernization. Now, meanwhile, now, mind you, this whole concept does revolve around it still staying like comedic, slightly goofy, with the heartfelt at times too. Absolutely. Like, well, we don't you, you, because like there's a show on TV right now called Timeless. And there, it's about them traveling through time, but it's it's drama, drama based, solely drama. And I'm like, eh, no. Well, there's also a series on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen called Travelers. I watched the pilot, and that's as far as I've gotten. But on, it's but very, it is intriguing. It's it's very. It kind of feels like a single episode of Quantum Leap, but there's more than one Sam. You know. Like, ah, okay. Yeah, there's a bunch of people that are that are traveling back in time to other people's bodies. It, it's a really cool show. I enjoy it, but it just there isn't as much fun to it as there was with Quantum Leap. And that's something that with any kind of reboot or remake that I would be really, really intensely wanting to carry over. It needs to have that kind of whimsy that the totally. original had. Totally does. It has to be fun. I mean, it's a time travel show. Don't make a time travel show serious. Like, it should be... <laughs> I mean, it should be fun. Think of the, the fun time travel shows. There's Doctor fucking Who. That's just pure fucking whimsy. In, in, except when it isn't. But um, yeah, yeah, except when it isn't. Except when you're holding your heart in your hands and sobbing like a baby, but uh, that's just you. No, that's just kidding. me. No, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's half the Doctor Who verse. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> but and, uh, I mean, these time travel shows that really work are the ones that just have fun with it, you know, and give it a chance to meet, you know, important historical figures or make up, you know, weird futures or just have fun with the timeline. And Quantum Leap totally has that ability to do that. And there's brand recognition all over the place for the show. Oh yeah, yeah, and. Actually, that would not make it so much a remake, more as um, a reboot, because in the original series, he never really hit anybody of importance. That's true. They were was, all just bl blue collar, average day Joes, like yeah. just or women. He was women multiple times. Yep. You know, he was man or woman, just random people going through random things, which did add to the uh, seriousness and lividity of the show. It was, I, I think that actually helped it be more whimsy because it wasn't such a fact-based figure that they could pretty much write however the fuck they wanted to. You know, oh, that's that's something that is interesting that I, I haven't thought about with the times that he's played women. Um, the awkwardness of him being in a woman's body. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> it was funny, but like, and I think they did a pretty good job for the time, but in today's climate, there there's some like landmines there as far as conversation about like mm. a man trapped in a woman's body kind of mm. that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um and and yeah. you would have to be really smart with the writing to cuz it it's a very interesting concept and it would be really cool to see but don't go for the easy jokes cuz yeah you're you're, you're, you're going to end up where uh, there's some comedies that just age poorly because uh, the jokes like that are just just bad like like you have to be of that time to act to to understand why that's funny versus showing it to somebody uh of a, of, a, of a newer generation they're like that's not funny i'm like eh, 
Well, it's like I, I love the show Mash, but the one character that just is wearing a women's dress the whole time because trying to get a Section Nine or whatever out of, out of uh, for you know mental problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you look at it in today's uh, climate, and you're like, oh, yeah. ooh, that didn't. But Mash is so good it's though. It's so good, but it's, just... it's of the time period. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, uh, and that's what you kind of kind of have to take it as. But any stuff that's coming out now that has to be more mindful of that kind of approach. So. But at the same time, though, um, if it's established the character is. Completely, you know, you know, male, heterosexual, then him being in a woman's body is going to be uncomfortable. And those are going to be the same kind of things. Like, you know what I mean? Like if he's not, if, if his, I guess if, you know, not blatantly, but they do show his sexuality, like, you know, like you said, you want more backstory in their current time before he starts leaping. So you look at the pilot, it's probably, would probably set up that, you know, like his time, you know, he's got a wife or a girlfriend, you know, or, or whatever sexuality is, he he could have a boyfriend. Whatever. I don't give a shit. But I'm just saying, like, whatever his he is needs to be set up, and then when that happens, you will understand that character is uncomfortable because that is not him at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would, or he could be that, and when he's trapped in that, he just fucking sashays his ass through it. Then he's like, oh, finally. Yeah, right? (laughs) No, and I'm serious. Like, that would be, right? Oh, my God. That would be... And especially if like if it's done well and it kind of alludes to a little bit beforehand, but then he gets into a woman's body and he's like, <sighs> right? You know, just like it's it's like finally would, this this fits. You know, exactly. This, it's like like no surgery needed. Like I am in a woman's body. Yeah, this is right. fucking awesome. No, seriously, that, that would, would be great. That would be kind of cool. Actually. That would be really I, I would cool. Like that. But either way, I get what you're saying. But at the same time, if he's the same, if if he is the literally the same Sam Beckett, then him being in a woman's body and him being awkward about it mm-hmm. is completely normal and natural. Now, speaking of the same Sam Beckett, let's get into the ideas for casting on this because I feel like who we are looking at to cast in, in these roles are, are really going to say kind of what what we think would be the right direction for this reboot. You know, mm-hmm. um, do we want it still be kind of the same spirit as uh, as Scott Bakula, where he was kind of like kind of debonair, but also awkward and goofy at the same time? Yes. Or or did we want a little bit more of a serious kind of approach to or just over super goofy? Just go I get Danny McBride to be. Us. No, <laughs> I literally um, me personally. I want an actor that I feel like I feel the shoes of Scott Bakula because I feel like that was Sam. Like, I mean, I don't want ridiculous like where there's literally no weight to the character whatsoever, which would be Danny McBride. Yeah. Um, Nothing or, against Danny McBride. No, he's but. he's great in where he needs to be, but this is I don't feel like this is where he needs to be. Yeah. Um. And then I, again, I don't want fucking serious drama laden fucking actor either. Like I don't want him sucking the life out of me when I'm supposed to be enjoying and having fun. You don't want Sam Beckett played by Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. It's it's called quantum leaping. It's called quantum leaping. <laughs> <laughs> I will find you no matter what decade. Yeah, right. <laughs> I will kill you. Like, Fuck. <laughs> Quantum taken. Quantum taken. <laughs> That's a mashup uh, right there. Oh god, that would be funny to watch. A quick little blip of, but I don't want to watch the. Well, no. They should do that, and st- you know how Fast and the Furious went off the rails where there's tanks and shit. They should just do that with the Taken series, where Taken Four is just like, nah, fuck it, he time travels. Who cares? Yeah, someone like, came just... back from the. Someone came from the future and stole my daughter. Yeah, right. I'm gonna find them. <laughs> <laughs> bad guy named called like future man Mick Squibbins and he has to just like go into the into the time the time vortex to save his oh, daughter oh god <laughs> oh my god so uh casting uh, that I did a, a funny idea one if, if it went goofy and then it more like my personal take on on it uh for Sam 
the funny one, I think it just it seems like so much fun in my head to get TJ Miller to play Sam Beckett because he's just such a goofy fucking man. Um, <laughs> I never crossed my mind. That is awesome. <laughs> and just it, change the character a little bit where he's like super not on board with this. Where like anytime he leaves, he's like, no, I just can I just not? Can I just like go but away? That's him though. Yeah, that, 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 that's that's his stick. So that'd be perfect. That that mentality in this show would be funny as hell. That would actually. be funny as hell. That would that would be yeah. But then again, looking for longevity, how many seasons of that can you do every episode before it gets old? Exactly. And that's why the the serious one, uh, not necessarily serious one, that can play the campy but also serious moments. I feel a really good current actor, an incredible actor, um, that actually just got an Oscar. So probably not going to be doing Sci-Fi Channel television. Uh, but Sam Rockwell. Ooh, that's an age thing too. T.J. Miller's too young. My thing is, I want—I feel like the age justifies the uh, the intelligence for the scientific aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, T.J. Miller's younger, younger. But Sam Rockwell—he fits that age. Yeah, his mid forties. You know, very, but still like youthful in his attitude. Yes, definitely. You know, but but still also brings it home when he needs to. Well, and you know? he, and he rides that line a lot of the time in his roles where uh, the mixture of debonair and doofy, you know, like he he does that in so much of his stuff that I think it's really going to work for that character for Sam. But he needs he knows how to bring it home. You you, you saw that movie uh, where the water park, uh, uh, the, the, the way way, way back. back. Yeah, God, his character in that it's so good. Oh, there's a couple I mean, that last speech he gave. Up. God damn it, man! Like I mean, <laughs> because he's so goofy, but then he brings it home. Yeah, and that's what you need. And that's what you need in Sam Beckett. I, th- I think Sam Rockwell would actually absolutely murder as uh, as Sam Beckett. That's a damn good idea. I didn't even think of. I didn't even go him. Wow, yeah. nice. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, my goofy for Sam Beckett. Um, and just because he would over he would overact the fuck out of it. Uh. Going in with a goofy script, uh, George Clooney. Yeah, he like, would overact the shit out of it. It'd be hilarious to the point where it's almost like cartoony. Exactly, and how he approach stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, not saying he he's not an amazing actor in dramatic and serious oh, absolutely, roles. Absolutely, yeah. But like that particular role and the right and the way it should be written for that show, he would just yeah it'd be great. It wouldn't be like <laughs> bat nipple doofy, but no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it would definitely be. Oh, I thought I think it'd be great. And he's got the aged look, you know. Yeah, he could play it a seasoned scientist. Um, now my serious one. Because he can play goofy and, and and slightly derpy and equally bring it home and hit you in the fucking feels. Nathan Fillion. Oh, man. And uh, do you know how many, like, mental orgasms would uh, happen if people knew that Nathan Fillion was going to be taking on Sam Beckett in Quantum Leap? It would just be like a total sci-fi nerdgasm yeah. across the land. See, but, uh, and, and, like, I don't feel like that's an easy pull. Like, I, I thought about that for a while, and I'm like... It doesn't instantaneously make sense, but literally put put um, Nathan Fillion leaping into somebody and then looking in the mirror and saying, oh boy, like it makes perfect fucking sense. I could I could 100% see this. Yeah. Right? No, absolutely. Like, yeah. It took me a little, I, 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 it came to my mind and then I went through some people and came back and I'm like, no, that does make sense. And that's a little bit more realistic as well is that like Sam Rockwell, I mean, he, he just won an Oscar. He's He's got pretty much... 20 projects lined up at this point yeah um and and mostly movies for the most part for so for a tv series even if it was something he was really into having the time to do that he would not be likely to be able to be cast filling on the other hand as much as he is a well um coveted actor in uh in in tv and movies 
uh, he's a little bit more accessible. Castle's over now, right? He he was a he was a severed head on Santa Clarita Diet, yep. season two. Um, but yeah, Castle's over, and that's the one that I mean, he did some feel parts in Firefly and Serenity, but. In Castle, I feel like we got a lot more feels from him than we did the goofy aspect of it. Well, I mean, there was still plenty of goofy, though. No, there was. Yeah. Because, I mean, then also the nods to Firefly. Sure. That kept popping up. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I don't think anybody was actually upset about that. No, it was was amazing. uh, It was so good. That was good, yeah. So good. But, yeah, I I think, like, for my serious candidate, I think he could kill it. Okay. In that role. I think think Fillion probably for that role is going to be the smartest move just because uh, he's, he's a great... TV actor, he's he's done plenty. Well, TV and movie, but um, his personality as just a human being is close enough to the Sam Beckett that we know from from Quantum Leap that it wouldn't be a very hard translation. And I mean, the sci-fi nerd cred alone, yeah, uh, would would put him in pretty solid running, so especially because to reach the modern, the new generation, uh, the new generation is very is very aware of Firefly. Our generation is aware of Quantum Leap and Firefly. The new generation, to them, actually, Firefly is nostalgic. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, but no, but I mean, they're aware. They know. So yeah. they're like, oh, Mal's going to be, hell yeah. All yeah. right, I'm going to watch this. You know, you're right. Like that, he's got enough cred to, to pull it off. Yeah. So I think Fillion is probably the better of the two um, of our serious choices there. The next one, is, of course, is Al. His uh, holographic uh, companion. Now, they would probably they explained it as brainwaves. I think in Quantum Leap is why he was able to communicate with Al. Uh, I think Al being kind of a an AI version of the Al from the the future that's implanted makes more sense in a modern version of it, and just not so more voice acting than actual. Well, voice acting, and then also him. Yeah, I mean, they didn't play a lot with uh, Dean Dean Stockwell. I think. That's it, Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell, yeah. who who played uh, Al in the original. They didn't play a lot with him being able to like bloop, 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 and just appear and disappear in different parts of his perception uh, or in his vision. Nobody else could see him. You could totally play with that a little bit more in the reboot where he might be just fucking with Sam in some of this stuff where he's just like, you know, like fake dry humping or just like, <laughs> or, or just like he's in the middle of like a lovemaking moment and he's just like right up next to Sam being like, um, feels good, don't it? Or you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Just like being a giant weirdo, um, that would that would be a lot more fun. But and and you could just explain that with he has an in, there's an implant or something, you know, that something a little bit more sciencey than brainwaves. It's brainwaves again. It was like what eighty six, yeah, <laughs> when Quantum Leap came out. Well, that's about that was about right for the eighty sci fi, where it's just like I don't know, science happened, and we were like, cool, science happened. That's enough. <laughs> that explains it. Oh, totally. It's, it's science. Cool. All right. That's all I needed to know. Like, that's that's totally cool. Yeah, that's fine. So for Al. Was that cigar chomping? Um, just kind of like older gentlemen that just playing with Ziggy mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to figure out stuff had just like this uh, Rolodex of information about human history and what happened when even just like people's personal lives. You know that wouldn't have been on Google necessarily, maybe in their live journal, mm. but, uh, <laughs> but not on Google. So who do you think for uh, for Al? See, with Al, I went with more either. I, I have two. I have a fun one, and I have one that I think would actually fit. Because Al was also a pimp. Remember, he's on a date in the pilot when he gets a call that Sam Beck, that Sam is fucking 
between you know in a different fucking time yeah remember he's driving down the future highway and he gets a call and he's got a lady oh his, right right you know, right like, yeah he was always a mac daddy he dressed very well his um so i'm gonna go for the fun one um because and and again this is gonna be really hard to do even though the treatments have gotten better is michael j fox i think he would do a really good al as being like fun just the funny one like that's the funny one Right, there's like, <laughs> there's jokes that I could make about this that like no. it's it's just landmines. I'm not, <laughs> but no, seriously, like I think for again, like George Clooney was fun for Sam. I think Michael J. Fox should be the straight, just funny for Al. Like, and then the tie-ins, the Back to the Future that would happen because time travel, it would be it would be fucking brilliant. But you know, serious. Um, you know, I I think Neil Patrick Harris would do really well. Okay, um, a slightly young. I mean, he just looks young. Just, I guess he, yeah. he's in his forties. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in his forties. Um, he, he looks just, very young, but talk about wearing the fucking suit, man! Like mm-hmm. uh, he set the precedent with "How I Met Your Mother." You need your suit, and Al yeah. always. It, it was supposed to be a futuristic suit, but it was a fucking eighty suit. Yeah, <laughs> but always looked crisp. Yeah, whenever he showed up. You know, and I mean, even though we've never really seen you know Neil Patrick Harris with a stogie, I'm sure he would he'd hold it to show up if they want to keep that in the series, mm-hmm. you know, but I think he would do really, and I was very sarcastic. He was a huge smart ass to yeah. Sam. And you just mentioned fucking with Sam mm-hmm. when they update it. And like, he's just kind of in the corner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah that'd be fun. I'd totally do it. Uh, the funny one that I have is initially I was thinking Gilbert Godfrey, but this is something that I wanted to be able to watch like for more than a couple episodes without <laughs> just like fucking Gilbert Godfrey. Holy shit. Damn, you gotta get it. But, yeah. but I kind of went with that mentality of somebody that's just like this complete character on their own. And you just kind of like put them in as the role of Al. Yeah. And uh, I settled on Javi. Javi Feierstein. <laughs> Would be amazing yeah. if it was this kind of like a little bit waspy, gay, like very deep voiced Jewish man that was telling Sam what to do at every turn. <laughs> like, oh, Sam, no, you got to make sure that they they have make the baby before you can leap into your next body, because otherwise, then then this kid's not going to be born. Um, and it would be, uh, would be I would, great. I would be, be great. I'd be so fucking on board for that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, but again, we, we say the funny ones because it would after a couple of seasons, yeah, the joke would get a little bit. But goddamn it, it would be great while it lasted. <laughs> like I just have it in my head that Harvey Firestein would just like yell Sam's name randomly at like really important like pause moments where he's thinking about like the the mission that he's on and how like it it looks dire and things are going to be bad and it's this light piano music in the background and then all of a sudden Sam <laughs> Sam I'm sorry I I'm a little bit hoarse I uh I just came back from the ballpark there was it was a really nice pastrami sandwich that I had at the ballpark but uh but I digress and just like goes into <laughs> really nice pastrami sandwich <laughs> it was good the, the the cut was nice and lean oh just, my god it was good I, where did you pull? I would never, <laughs> ever have thought of him. That is fucking awesome, Sam. Oh, good job. No, good job. That that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, but my serious one, I I thought about it. Um, mixing it up a little bit uh, with a, with a reboot, something that you could kind of make a statement that this isn't exactly the same version of Quantum Leap that you're used to. But you're able to kind of create a new dynamic, like, and I was looking for 
in the 40s range, uh, somebody that had really good comedic timing but could get serious when necessary. And I settled on, uh, for Al, Kristen Wiig. Ooh, okay. In comparison with Sam Rockwell, that if Sam was Sam Rockwell and Kristen Wiig, them playing off of each other would be probably just an utter fucking delight to watch them uh, just do their thing as as uh, Sam Beckett and Al. Mm, no, that's 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 good. Yeah, she. I think she. Um, taking her aside, she's she's awesome. She hasn't always picked like you saw the movie with her and um. Uh. Oh, what the fuck? Another SNL guy, uh, John uh, Hader. Or Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Oh, Skeleton Twins? Dude, oh my God. That movie was, <laughs> I mean, but it wasn't like, it wasn't a comedy. It was no. a dark, dark comedy. No, people went in thinking like, oh, well, it's Bill Hader. And no. Like, like f- with good reason, being like, yeah. oh, this will be fun. No. Like, no. <laughs> like, no. But I'm just saying, like, I love that because you get to see the certain chops they've got and you're like, Okay, well, this is this is them outside of their little comfort zone. Okay, so like, not that she would bring that into the mix. I'm just saying, like, I think her as a standalone as an as an actor, she she does kill it. So she's just been in a couple of bad movies. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. You know, like Ghostbusters. <laughs> I I finally watched it. It is free on Prime. I can talk shit about it all I want. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Who'd you have for your serious owl? Was uh Oh Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, my, okay. my, my goofy one was uh Michael J. Fox. Okay. Um I don't know. I don't know which one's the better choice because it's two very different, different choices. Yeah. So yeah, I can't yeah. really say that I think they were both with that one, I think we can say they're both good in their own right for what yeah. they would bring to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a different kind of interpretation of Because the they're character. both gonna do banner, they're both gonna be smart asses, they're oh, yeah. both gonna have some fucking, you know, pimp baller action going on. Because, again, Kristen Wiig, she does bring it with, like, her, her essence sometimes. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? Yeah. She can bring it where she's like, ah, fuck you. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm the shit. Now, uh, the dictator character that I talked about with my, my stuff, I just cast that because fuck it. Um, and I'll just do that real quick. The funny one would be Tom Felton, who played uh, Draco Malfoy in Harry Potter movies. <laughs> I have only watched like two of those movies, so I have no idea. Okay, well, I I think he he does a good job of being like the the pompous prick type character, so you could totally do. And also, just like all the all the fangirls in the world would watch this just to hate on that character, uh, because he's he's kind of like the uh, the kid from Game of Thrones where he just comes on screen and everybody's like, oh, I fucking hate that character, you know? Like they, they'd want to murder the shit like out Joffrey. of Joffrey. Joffrey, yeah, kind of not quite as bad as Joffrey, but. <laughs> We just we rewatched uh, a couple of the early Potter movies recently, and he comes up on screen. And I was like, "You little fucking smug little piece of shit!" Like I'm, it takes me out of the movie a little bit because I just dislike the character so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that's that good, be, though. That's yeah, actually a good thing. Yeah. That's like good on him. But then I was thinking, on the more serious side, you want somebody that's the dictator that at first maybe is okay and then turns jaded and dark as as the story progresses and you need somebody that can kind of be comedic and charming um but can also be kind of play a prick a little bit as well and i was thinking and also just kind of like all american kind of feel to it uh dave franco i think Mm, yeah and you could totally have a younger character that is playing off against let's say sam rockwell um, because there isn't, they don't need to be the same age for this to work. Especially when you said like, get, you know, the, the, the thing that keeps it light, still lighthearted in that new plot overview, uh, would be him as a kid 
and not you know not killing him, but actually trying to change his mindset a little yeah. bit. So you would yeah, need yeah. a younger yeah dictator. Yep. So I, I think that would work hmm. well if if you were to go the route of having got some acting jobs too though. Frank, Dave, Frank, I mean, both the Francos have some acting chops, but Dave's like he's he's been coming up. He you've seen the Disaster Artist, right? Uh, recently, yes. I, he I enjoyed was, it. He was incredible in that. Yes. Well, both of the, the Francos were really good. Yeah. Uh, that was such a good movie. I bet they had so much fun oh that, making that movie together. They were just like, "Oh, this is this is great. It's, it's ridiculous. I love you, bro." Like, you imagine all the time. You imagine all the love on the set. Oh my, like, oh my god, they had to have had a blast. No like, shit, the movie was so. You could not make that movie and be serious like one iota of it. No, like, not at all. The only part that was serious was Franco getting down the character. And that was all on him. Yeah, but he he did a great fucking job. Oh, my job. God. So good. So uh, the, we're we're getting towards the end here. So we've got to do our mashups. And we'll just kind of talk a little bit about some ideas that we had for mashing up another TV property or, or movie property with uh, with Quantum Leap. You know, just kind of a two for one sale on nostalgia, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, is the way to do this. But do, do you have any ideas on that? Or, oh uh, yeah, the first one, um, again, we, we, I mean, and I think it's come up the most, uh, is uh, matchup with Back to the Future. Back to the Future, that's the one that's mashup. come up the most. Okay, I think it's brought that, that me mentioning it. I think it was the fourth time we brought it up on this episode. Okay, just Back to the Future in general. Oh, in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it seems, it seems to make sense. Like because especially specifically Back to the Future two, like the whole like bouncing around and like with the with the plot of review of the new uh reboot him being you know him changing something and or w- what they think's a fix and then it creating a rift down the road mm-hmm. and then maybe fixing that and then they have to go parallel maybe time-wise to different to a different era you know what i mean like it's just a lot more it's not just like once steady like going back it's just like i would be in support of that only because of the different means of time travel between quantum leap and back to the future. And just to have that moment where doc Brown and Marty show up in the DeLorean and they know that Sam, uh, traveled into just somebody's body and doc Brown just like, I mean, your company can't just transport your actual body to the past. What a bunch of assholes, you know, like, and just, like, <laughs> or like you got, you got Al and you got, you got Sam talking after they finish something and he's getting ready to leap. And then like doc shows up and Al just kind of looks at him. If it's played by Michael J. Fox, yeah. he's like, yeah, I got another hour or so. And then we'll be good. And yeah, then he yeah. just goes back talking to Sam. Like, oh, he's so great. <laughs> like, <just> like, <laughs> uh, that was that, 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 that was one of the first ones that yeah. came to mind. Is they should just do a mashup of all the time travel like movies and shows where they just like run into each other, but like casual. Where my brain would explode. Where like Sam's walking down the street and he sees a DeLorean. He's like, "Is Marty around here?" You know, like <laughs> where the, there there's no previous uh, knowledge of them actually knowing each other, but they just kind of know of each other from time traveling. And he like walks in, he's like, "Marty, like Sam, like what's up, man? I, I'm in the middle of my thing." I was like, "No, no, I'm kind of I'm right on the way to my thing." But yeah, no, we'll catch up, and then just like that's it. Oh, dude, that's a whole that's a whole like spinoff for an entirely different show. We could literally start off. That's almost like the center of the universe. Like it's just like a or the diner at the end of the universe. Mm. That's absolutely seriously. But it's like for time travelers. And there's stuff that's so simple that you wouldn't even have to necessarily even get the licensing rights to to do it. Like if Sam Beck is walking down the street and there's just a blue police box there, that's not licensed. Now, if it says TARDIS, yeah, it's licensed, but he just walks by and is like, huh, and like maybe kicks a corner, like, hmm, and just walks past it, and that's it. All the Whovians in the universe would be like, ah, 
not like losing their fucking minds. It would be amazing. <laughs> Someone just needs to create like a 15 minute short and that you could do, I mean, literally you could do all that in like 15 minutes. Yeah. And like he walks by like a, uh, I mean, when he, when he goes in the, the, the diner and he sees Marty and they're talking, all of a sudden some naked buff dude walks in with sunglasses and you're like, all right. And then he like just beat someone up and gets their clothes and leaves. Like, <laughs> Or you could even do just one episode of the series where some event in history was so important that all the time travels from all the different dimensions or, or, or versions of reality descend on this one moment and they're just like, oh, fuck, okay, there's more people doing... So, robot and human skin. Okay, that's a thing, apparently. And just like... <laughs> <laughs> Just interacting with each other would be so fucking good. Oh, it would that, that would be fucking awesome. Be that so would be good. so solid. Yeah. Now the uh, the mashups that we got from some of our uh, listeners on Instagram, Craft Beer Anarchy uh, suggested the idea of doing a mashup with uh, <laughs> Mash uh, and Quantum Leap. Which the thing about Quantum Leap being episodic, you could actually do an episode mashup where it's just one episode where it was during during the war and. And he transports into Hawkeye and he has to maybe like intentionally kill one of the people that he's operating on in order to save the future. Or something. That would be awesome. And no, then, that'd be. And then his like quandary about like the, the Hippocratic oath. And it's like, well, you're not actually a doctor. You're like a dude in a doctor's body is like, yeah, but this is going to fuck up the dude's life. If like it comes mm-hmm. about that it was on birth. and that, that moral quandary about killing somebody, that'd be, that'd be cool. And it would be. And then also just, you know, mash. Like just more ma- mash, more is mash. Great. mash yeah. is great. I don't yeah. know why people hate on it. The damn show is awesome. The show is great. Piss off people. The Nostradani uh, suggested Alf. Oh my mash. God. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. That's great. I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know how it would happen, but that I want to know. I, I want about to see it. it. The only thing I can think is that, you know, sometimes they would have a leap at the end of quantum leap where it went into something and then it just wasn't ever discussed again. It wasn't the next episode or anything. It was just mm-hmm. like I transported in. I'm like in a parachute or something, you know, just something weird. And that was kind of the way they they framed the show where he just went into this different thing. And there's all these adventures that he just like uh, leaps into the body of like the dad from Alf. And then he sees Alf and just fucking straight up shoots him in the face. No, just like see, right I, off the bat. I wasn't going to go dark. I was thinking like <laughs> if he actually like leaps into Alf and, and then I'll, and the show ends like, why the fuck am I chasing a cat? Like, and then that's the end of it. Cause you know, Alf likes to eat cats. Yeah. No, I, I just assumed that they had a gun in the house and he just uh, yeah. like straight up fucking <laughs> like one eight, one eight seven. So fucking alien. And, uh, cause I was going to go dark and say like, or he jumps, he leaps in the body of Alf and he's like, in the middle of chawing a cat down and then the episode ends, but I wasn't going to go there, but you opened the door. No, so I'm going to go in there. Straight mercs out Alf in front of the kids, <laughs> like in, in their faces, just like, look, this is what happens when you get in my face. Boom, boom, boom. Dead alien in the house. Sam would never do that though. I mean, maybe not the Sam that we know and love from the original series. But oh yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. This new and uh, modern updated. This, uh, this Sam Beckett is darker <laughs> and edgier than the Sam that, you know, Mm-hmm. That's really the only reason I'm doing this podcast is so I can do that in a world voice. Like that's it. That's <laughs> that's the only reason. Uh, Danimal, uh, the Dan Witch, he suggested a mashup with Firefly. And if we go with, the, with Nathan Fillion, that would be already happening. <laughs> that would be amazing. Be, dude, I'm, I feel like Nathan Nathan puts it in his contract, like, hey, if I'm doing this series, there's going to be some Firefly references. Just saying, it's going to happen. He he unabashedly loved his time on Firefly, and it warms my heart so much that he tries to incorporate that as much as possible 
he's a true gift to sci-fi fans because he understands and respects the fact that people get rabid about this stuff. And he's like all about it. He's like, yep, cool. Me too. He's, he's in there with them. Who from Firefly was at the last Wizard World that was in Richmond? Remember they had... The- uh, Jewel State. Mm. Uh, Kaylee. Kaylee, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Jewel State. That's right. And she yep. was like amazingly normal. She was, was awesome. Yeah, no, she was great. It's like the yeah, girl you just go up to and hang out with like, yeah, it's cool. I like, you know. He's like, I, I got a kid. I eat salad. I don't know. Like, what do you want from me? Like, it's very, <laughs> very just like, I don't know. I'm like a, a lady that acts i don't know why i'm here like i don't she's i'm I'm important like yeah yeah she's very just kind of like soup like more down to earth than that was a really solid panel though just to get that from her like no like as huge as firefly has become uh, and serenity has become she was like "Eh, you know i'm just you know doing my thing you know now one more uh mashup that was uh suggested from uh, our listener Brandon was, uh, do you remember the show from the '90s, Forever Night, K N I G H T, the uh, vampire show? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I remember it enough to riff on Forever Night, but it did bring up an idea that, like, what if, like, Sam leaped into a vampire's body, like, <laughs> or any sort of supernatural stuff? Like, it'd be, which has never happened. Which that means you should do a mashup with fucking supernatural. Boom. Oh, shit. Boom. What? Imagine if he's like Sam Ordine and he just like oh. in the middle of like, I don't know, like exercising somebody and it's like, oh, what the, the are fuck? You, are you fucking kidding me right now? Can't shoot that. Yeah. It's not like, oh, can't shoot that. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, uh, and I bring up, I bring up Supernatural was actually my second one because I bring that up because they just did a mashup with Scooby-Doo, which was mm-hmm. fucking beautiful. I still haven't seen it yet. Oh, but. It was everything I wanted. It was literally everything I wanted it to be. I mean- there wasn't a thing wrong with that episode. Like, you know, I like Shaggy and Scooby, and this isn't really ruining anything for you. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby always like made these two sandwiches and would like squish them down, but they'd still be too big for a mouth, but they would mm-hmm. put it all in their mouth. And, like, Dean does that because he's, you know, he likes to eat. Mm-hmm. He does that, and then he puts it in his mouth, and he's like, Sam, look how big my mouth got. And he's like, look how, he's just like, look how big my mouth got. Like, it just made me fucking That's awesome. die laughing because it's Dean. And anyone who watches Supernatural knows. Dean loves to eat. He loves his bacon and beer and women. That's pretty much and baby. He loves baby. Nice. But yeah, you need to watch that. That is a great fucking episode. Okay. But I could totally see they they haven't done. They've kind of touched on it with the mental letters thing in Supernatural. I don't know how much you are into the show. Not that much. There has I... been time travel, but not like this. Okay. And that would be really awesome. That would be fun to see that. All right, so we're at the tail end here, which we're going to close out every episode by doing kind of like our version of the uh, in a world narration. So the no beginning God. of each one of these is going to be in a world. And then we have to just like off the cuff, come up with a narration of, of this uh, a trailer for this series that we're talking about, Quantum Leap. And so I, I guess use the characters that you've come up with or the actors uh, that you've come up with as uh, as the people in this role. And mm. uh, just shoot off the cuff. If I can go first, or you can go first. You can go first. You're, you're to... like uh, you're throwing me under the yeah, bus on this one. I okay. am. I, it's your idea. Hey, yeah, I am throwing you there. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, none of this is rehearsed, so it's going to be terrible. So enjoy. Uh, here we go. Let me get some music going first. I've just got some like basic mm-hmm. instrumental stuff to go on in the background. So let's see. Uh, let me get ready here. <clears throat> 
in a future plagued by war. Several men set out to travel back in time. Only one made it and discovered that changing the past was a lot more complicated than they ever thought. Coming this fall to Sci-Fi Network, Sam Rockwell becomes Sam Beckett in Quantum Leap. With the help of his trusty AI sidekick, Al, played by Kristen Wiig, Sam Beckett goes on a much longer than expected mission to, I don't know what to, okay. <laughs> Goes on a mission to stop an evil tyrant from taking over what he knows to be his future. With every step, the butterfly effect changes the future and makes his job that much harder. This fall, see Dave Franco as a malicious war tyrant hellbent on stopping Sam Beckett's mission. This fall, on, on Sci-Fi, Quantum Leap. The millennium years. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, all right. So that's all I got. That was yeah. good. That was good. That right. was good. That was good. This is my first time doing this, so yeah. I have no idea what. No, the I have, fuck I have I'm no doing. idea what the fuck I'm going right. to do. All right, like, all right. So, all right. Um, just do what your heart tells you. Where's the? I don't want that music. Okay. What do you? What do you want? Where, do you where's want? the party music at? Because I'm just going to fucking wing it and be stupid. Oh yeah. Is this a loop? Does it keep going? Yeah, it's like two minutes. Ah, sweet. All right, we got this. <laughs> all right, do it. Banging your head? I'm banging my head. You know what's gonna make you bang your head? This summer. <laughs> you get to see Nathan Fillion as Sam Beckett. That's right, fuckers. This is this is HBO, by the way. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> this is HBO. Um, HBO is bringing out Quantum Leap. Oh yeah. And along with Nathan Fillion, his AI buddy, Al. You got Neil Patrick Harris, debonair as fuck. And what they're doing is they're going back in time. They're going to party. They're going to get some ass. And they're going to save humanity. This summer on HBO, it's going to happen. Quantum Leap. You should watch it. You sound like a like a barker outside of a strip club. Be like, hey, come on in here. No, no. You know what you like? You like Neil Patrick Harris? It's going to fucking happen in there. Like, get in there. Get some fucking Neil Patrick Harris all on your face. And it and works. <laughs> I've never seen a strip club empty. That's true. That is true. <laughs> uh, hey, again, first time doing it, and I want to party. So Yeah, this go. this was fun. I this think was This blast. was a lot of fun to talk about. Oh, my about. God. Um, this was a blast. So th- that's the basic gist of uh, Smack My Pitch Up, this new podcast from Geeks Under the Influence. If you like it, um, let us know, because this is a pilot we're not sure if we're going to actually move forward with doing this every week. Um, but if, if there's enough of a response, then we'll 100% do more episodes. I mean, why not? It's a good time. So go to GUIpodcast.com for our links to social media. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, not so much Tumblr. I don't, I don't fucks with Tumblr too much anymore. It's, like, yeah, it's porn. Or you can uh, hit the hotline at 804-505-4GUI. That's 804-505-4484. You can text or voicemail. Let us know what you think of this pilot. Or email us at geeksundertheinfluence at gmail.com. And, uh, and yeah, this is uh, what you can come to expect if we continue doing episodes of uh, Smack My Pitch Up. So, for now, I'm Mike the Hobbit Bicket, and uh, I ain't no goddamn son of a pitch. I can't. You can't? I can't. I'm low down, and fuck you, Hobbit. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs>
GUIPodcast.com Hey Geeks, do you love trivia? Do you love Geeks Under the Influence? Well, you can get both by coming out to Geeks Under the Influence Trivia every first and third Monday at Fallout, 117 North 18th Street, and every second and fourth Tuesday at Wonderland, 1727 East Main Street. It's the same goofy, shit-talking fun that you enjoy from Geeks Under the Influence in trivia form. So it's a way for you to get your drink on, learn a few things, and hang out with Geeks Under the Influence. So join us every first and third Monday at Fallout and every second and fourth Tuesday at Wonderland. Links are on the homepage at GUIPodcast.com.